about you guys, but I feel like it's just been days ago that we gathered to receive our ashes for the beginning of Lent. This is probably the fastest Lent ever, at least in my mind. Must mean I'm getting old. Time flies, they say. As some of you probably have already heard uh, through various sources on the, in the news media, Archbishop Lucas, along with Bishop Conley and Bishop Hannafelt, have announced that on the Feast of Pentecost, May 22nd and 23rd, the obligation to attend Sunday and Holy Mass Day Masses will be restored, barring a major surge or another outbreak. So over the next weeks of Easter, we will gradually, I hope, be able to resume something that looks like what we would have called normal two years ago. Last year for Holy Thursday, it was Deacon MJ, Jane, Father Sund, and myself gathered here to celebrate this Mass. And throughout the year, we've asked ourselves over and over again, why does God allow things like pandemics to happen? Why does God allow things like illness to seem to strike certain families more so than it does others? Why does God allow any kind of hardship that we might experience to come into being? And I heard a a preacher a while back who made reference to that and he said it's so that we can experience his saving power in all things. So that we can see as the disciples saw the signs and wonders that are only within God's power. Throughout the last 15 months or so I've heard over and over and over again from our parishioners who are still very much homebound because they either haven't received the vaccine or they're, they're just scared to go out and about for fear of contracting COVID, how much they miss the Eucharist. And there's a part of me that has had to wonder through these months if maybe that wasn't part of God's desire. Absence, we know, makes the heart grow fonder. And perhaps he wanted us to develop a deeper appreciation for what it means to gather and to receive his son's body and blood. To appreciate on a deeper level the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. We hear throughout the prayers in these next 72 hours, one sacrifice for all, a new sacrifice, a new covenant for all eternity. We eat his body, we drink his blood until he comes again. And normally at this mass, I would wash the feet of 12 of our parishioners. Obviously, we're not going to tonight. Maybe next year. 
And that should be a sign to us as it was to his disciples. Even the imagery of the gospel makes it clear. He was showing them what he expected his disciples to do. To serve each other. As we work to become a missional community within the church, I hope we're washing each other's feet on a regular basis. And not just our family and our friends, but whoever God puts in our path on any given day. And it's incumbent that we become truly missional communities of faith because the numbers are a little bit staggering. At the current rate of ordinations here in our archdiocese, in the year 2040, there will be 41 active priests. Not only do we need to pray for and encourage vocations, but more and more, our Catholic people are going to have to take on some of the responsibilities. And that's what Jesus intended from the beginning. It's not a new concept. So as we continue our celebration and we enter into these most sacred of days of our liturgical year, of our Christian life, let us pray that we may, like Jesus, have a heart to serve and to sacrifice of our lives so that he becomes known in a world that's ever darker. <laughs>